having some issues getting everything set up. I thought this was going to be a little bit easier. Apparently the app that I am using does not work properly if we are, uh, if we have a guest come in. So we are basically doing it the simple pod using our phones. Uh, I am hooked up to the laptop here so I can see everybody's questions and comments and all of that good stuff. Um, I would like everybody to say hi to our co-host, Megan Rain. Hi, everyone. I'm so glad to be here, especially as we work through those slight kinks with our technology. Yeah, so I did not expect this to be uh, so much of a pain. So this is not going to look great. It's probably not going to sound great, but we're going to work out some kinks. And while we do, we're going to have some story time. Uh, I am getting over onto our page right now. Um, over the last few days, I've asked everybody uh, if they had any questions or anything like that. Um, we got a ton of response. So that is a really good sign. Um, I guess I can kind of move this microphone here since we're not using the big mic. Uh, and I know uh, Megan can't see me, you guys. Uh, <laughs> so, just so you know, this is all going to be a little bit awkward at first. All right. Anyway, we are on the page. Um, hey, Megan, did you see any questions over there that you thought like stood out as a good opener? Ooh, I'm going to have to go check out the page. Are you looking at the Facebook one or you're actually on the page page? We're going we're gonna to go back and forth, but we are on All the right. Facebook page right now and we will hop over to Instagram in a little bit. All right. I'm going to maneuver my way there if you want to give us something to kick off in the meantime. Yeah, definitely. Um, right now, by the way, you just saw me probably, or you didn't, Megan. You guys saw me <laughs> to my assistant here, uh, Miss Astrid, my daughter. So um, she was just asking me if I wanted to go live on Instagram. I don't think we're going to start up a live right now, but we will probably do that in the future when we're doing these. Um, if you want to go ahead and film for TikTok, maybe, and I can do it in there. And we can do something like that. Oh, yeah. We can't do that. We don't have enough phones. <laughs> Never mind. Uh, thank, God still, thank God we can still edit these episodes. So no big deal. Uh, I can go through and I can splice everything, all that good stuff. So by the way, if you're looking to start up a podcast, uh, Anchor is a really good setup so far. If we find that it's not suitable for what we want to do, we're just going to switch platforms. Either way, it'll be something that's compatible with Spotify. Yeah, hashtag not sponsored. No kidding, right? <laughs> All so right. I am see. seeing so much on the page right now. You were not kidding. Um, yeah, and they're all everything from politics and gun rights to movie preferences, Halloween specials, and everything in between. <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you, there was actually a question on my Instagram that totally went outside the bounds of anything that I expected. And it's only because one of my fans listens closely, I suppose, to some of the Ooh. things that I say. Um, he's a paranormal investigator. Uh, he's called the Paranormal Doctor. I think some of his stuff's really cool. Um, Anyway, I got to like looking and liking and, you know, going through some of his stuff. So he actually asked me some paranormal questions. So we're going to get into those in a little bit too. All right, guys. Um, 
Okay, so one of the big questions that I get asked a lot, and I think I'm just going to go ahead and dive into this one. Um, actually, it's kind of a two-part question. I can put the laptop down for a second because this is going to take a second. Um, Megan, how many times do you think I get asked if I'm going to have another TV show? Ooh, good question. I mean, I clearly don't see you enough, but I live a thousand miles away. So I'm guessing fans are probably in the same boat. I don't know. What are you thinking? You probably have some inside scoop I haven't heard yet. Okay, so I get asked all the time, am I going to do another TV show? Um, guys, usually when they make TV shows, it's because you're doing something extraordinary and crazy and just out the box, right? Or you're like super rich and super hot and you're showing off your tatas or whatever. I don't know. Um, hey, Kim K. Mwah, still love you, girl. Um, anyway, I, you know, I, I have to say, I wouldn't necessarily say no immediately if something came up that I was interested in doing that I thought would actually be beneficial. Like, I don't want to just go out there and throw some trash on TV, you know, like I'm over that. Uh, I did all of that. I thought it was a fun time. Yeah, I did some great stuff. Um, but that was a completely different part of my life, guys. I, I mean, it's been like almost a decade, <laughs> you know? Um, it has not been that time. long. Has it been okay, that long? Okay, so it hasn't been that long. I it's been say, like, you are messing me like up years. right now. Girl, it's been like six years or so since like the last episode. You have to consider like I've been with Jason now for almost five years, you know, so. Okay, forget it. Time is trash. Let's keep going. <laughs> exactly. We're not going to think about this, okay? So um, to, to, to sum up the answer on that question, maybe. You know, I mean, if something fun came along that I was like, cool, let's do this. Like, I could see us doing like a, a political rally show or something. I think that would be fun. Ooh. I could also see me like, jumping in on some ghost hunter stuff. So who knows? You know? Yeah. Oh, I vote for the last one. Let's do that. I know. That's what Asher said, too. She's just like, let's do the ghost hunter thing. So, I mean, hey, I'm up for it. If anybody wants to, like, have me come out and do some paranormal stuff, you know, <laughs> totally down for it. Totally empathic. Um, you know, I can see some stuff. So I'm, I'm, I'm going to help you out. All right, guys. So let's move on. One of the next questions that I get asked a lot. Um, and not really a whole lot, but enough to where I know that it's something that people are curious about. Um, where is everyone from the show? So, <laughs> in short, I don't know. <laughs> like, okay, so Will's in jail, and we'll probably stay there for a very long time. He's got four life sentences. Um, Hell yeah. Really, you know, they don't decide for some reason to, to change any of that. Um, Let's see. I believe Charlie is actually still doing kind of his normal day job thing. He helps out Joe. Now, Charlie and Joe um, and a couple of the people that you didn't really see on camera a whole lot, they do still work at Acolyze Defense, which is basically the company that took over the part of Red Jacket that was salvageable. Now, please keep in mind, a lot of things happen legally, and my father had his ownership hands on a lot of stuff and when they seize you for life they kind of take away everything hmm, go figure um so all of that stuff's gone uh some machine guns got transferred over into joe's hands i think 
Um, a lot of it got sold to pay for his lawyer where he was trying to get out of everything. Um, all that good stuff. Uh, let's see. So Vince, I think, has his own little shop still. Glenn has his own little shop still. Um, I hate to say it, guys. I don't remember the names of them. Look, no hate, but I don't really keep up with the people from the show anymore. And I think, you know, Megan's my best friend. I think she completely understands why I had to just separate away from that life completely. Absolutely. Um, Sons of Guns and Red Jacket in general, my father consumed the first 30 years of my life. And it was in the best interest of my family and myself to move on. And now look at me. I'm happy. I'm healthy. I am. Um, I, I am taking care of my mental health. I am taking care of family and friends and having hobbies and trying to do outreach and all of these great things that I don't think I would have still been doing if I would have stayed in the life that I was in, which did mean also a complete career change. Um, not complete, really. Business management is kind of business management wherever you go. Um, you just change up the players and you change up some of the numbers and some of the inventory. It's all kind of the same. Um, now I am basically doing communications and I do event marketing and things like that. I build a bunch of pretty pictures and flyers. I'm great at advertising and marketing. Go figure. Um, <laughs> but definitely a big change from machine guns and blowing things up, right? I mean, you have to have hobbies, though. <laughs> exactly. You have to have hobbies. I mean, I'm just saying. So, I mean, I'm not opposed to machine guns and blowing things up. We're, we're still on the same page, right? I mean, you know. I mean, yes. If we can still blow shit up, I'm totally game for this. But, you know, less yeah. of life blowing up would be fantastic. Oh, my God. 2020 life blowing up. Yes. What is that? So, that has been... Uh, that has been insane. Okay, so I just I just read a question on here because, um, guys, I'm I'm slowly kind of going through this while we're talking. Um, I just got asked how married life was. If you Ooh. haven't gotten the memo yet, <laughs> I have been <laughs> for a. In fact, I think it maybe lasted six eight months after the show ended when life was just you know what. I can't say a whole lot on this, but I am going to say that it was just enough. And everything that that relationship was also doing to me was enough. Um, and I just moved on and decided that there was better in the world for me. So I have been divorced for five or six years now, six years, because I've been with Jason. Like we're, the end of this year will be coming up on like five years dating, something like that. Um, so, you know, it had to have been about six years ago, we got divorced. So I'm not married. Um, I am in a relationship and we do live together and it is wonderful and we are all very, we are all very happy. <laughs> so let's see. We can totally do that. Yeah. So right now my, uh, my equipment manager over here is going to try to move some things around for me so I don't have to actually hold this phone because uh, this is getting kind of old. Uh, we have another mount and ring light attachment setup thing that we are going to do. You know you have a best friend when she's willing to sit on the phone with you while you're doing this kind of stuff in the middle of her work day. I'm just going to throw that out there. Just don't mention it to my I boss. Know. No one has to know. 
<laughs> We're totally not killing them off. And we try to do these on Sundays from now on so that we can actually like edit and everything. And hopefully we'll drop them uh, on the following Fridays is what I'm kind of wanting to do. Um, again, I got asked, oh, she's taking my microphone away. I don't know if you can hear me. <laughs> Okay, I'm gonna go through some real quick. Let's see. Okay. Hey guys, we are on the air finally. Um, I am so since we are on the uh, side of guns and such, um, we're gonna go into that a little bit here. I'm gonna turn some. We're gonna get this set up right. I promise. All right, guys, um, this is from James Gowen. He said, I'd be interested in knowing two things. One, what is your opinion on licensing and rights to ownership of a gun? Do, for example, in Australia, we have, okay, whatever. Uh, we have different types of license. It's just the way that he worded it. It came off a little mm -hmm. bit weird. We have different licensing for different types of gun. Then you need a police check, demonstrated proof of secure storage and complete training in some courses. Do you think that would work in the US? Um, okay, for one, I think that a lot of our, as someone who actually worked in this field and who sold guns and had to go through the processes that it took to actually sell these weapons to people, um, it's way too easy, guys. Uh, and add a little bit more commentary to what you were saying about guns, because I think it's an important point to drive home. Um, and there is a lot of assumption if, for the people who have watched you and I have discourse on a number of topics online, um, because there tends to be an assumption that we're real, real far apart on things because of our politics. And the reality is that I'm totally with you. I think that it is important to preserve our rights. Um, I think it is important that there is still access to different things, but I think honestly, putting some more parameters in place would help soothe this conversation and make it safer for everyone and help actually protect the long-term um, availability of weapons for everyone involved. Because if it keeps going unchecked, I'm afraid that it'll be taken away entirely. And I, I may prescribe as liberal or whatever else you want to call me, um, but I think that this is part of the original constitution and I am by far not originalist when it comes to constitutional matters, but if this is important and I believe it is, it has to be something that evolves to meet today's standards. I love that answer. I really do. Um, I, I know you can't see what I'm filming right now, but I'm over here just like <laughs> totally vibing with everything you're saying because that's exactly how I feel about it. Like, I don't want to see the good guys have to go through a lot more than what they do. And I don't think that it should contain like more taxes on it. We already have a $200 tax that goes on anything outside of your regular handgun, long gun, you know? Um, and they're expensive as it is. It's not like these things are cheap. Well, and this so. doesn't need to be about money. I'm tired of money deciding everything in this country. That is an exclusionary tactic that is largely about class and a hundred other things that have nothing to do with safety. So I think there are exactly. ways to do this that doesn't just mean you can buy your way into whatever you want because that's how we got here. Exactly. I completely agree with that. Uh, 
to change the topic a little bit, one of my uh, favorite followers here, Miss Connie Grum, she asked me, what is your favorite scary movie? It's around Halloween. Um, I love Halloween. If you've been following me for any amount of time, you know that Halloween is one of my favorite times of the year. It gives me an excuse to be wearing all the costumes that I wear throughout the rest of the year anyway. <laughs> um, I, I get to get all of my supplies for the rest of the year at a good bit of a discount because now they're in stores and I don't have to order them online. So that's great. Um, can I go ahead and tell you I hate scary movies? Yes! I, I don't <laughs> watch scary movies! Like, I'm totally not into they're it! They're terrible! Maybe Fear it is not a good emotion! Who wants to... I don't get it! <laughs> I don't get it! Why would you do that to yourself? Like, on purpose, you know? Um, look, okay, so I watched Ghost Ship the other night with Jason. I was just like, hey, want to watch a kind of scary movie? And he looks at me like, you're gonna watch a scary movie? And I was like, okay, so this is about as scary as I will get, Okay. Um, so I can deal with like thrillers or whatever. And like ghost ship is kind of, um, it's kind of gentle, you know, like, I mean, like, you know, how the special effects were done and all, even though that like tight wire with the blood after cutting everybody in half was pretty spectacular. Um, that's about as, that's about as hardcore as it gets with me guys. <laughs> um, I don't really, uh, sappy movies either. So just to throw that in there, I am not like a big, uh, chick flick. No. You know, like I don't even think I've seen the notebook oh don't don't total disaster I don't know why I saw that like exactly the, like, no there's no edge there's that no is just straight up like how to rip someone's heart out for like no good reason same way I don't sign up for scary movies to be scared for no reason why would I sign up to be horribly depressed as well exactly uh, so if you're wondering, I watch a lot of action. I am a Marvel movie fanatic. I love me some DC as well. Sorry, but you can love both. Just saying. <laughs> I know there's this whole big thing against it, but you can love both. Okay. All right. Let's see. See if I can grab a couple of more of these, these questions really quick. Uh, I don't want to do that one. <laughs> Hey, I want to ask you this one, actually, because I think you'll have a better answer than me. Uh-oh. What's All that? Right? I'd love to hear your take on why third parties are constantly being oppressed during elections. That comes from John Fogg. Yes. Okay. So America has just doubled down on two-party system over and over and over again. If you look really closely, there's not that much difference between the parties. Everyone is in the background um, trying to make money, trying to control power. And we completely turn our politicians in America into freaking celebrities. This is not the case in other countries. They're actually civil servants. They're actually there to carry out um, the will of their voters. And I think part of the problem with third parties coming forward is it dilutes that power, which is exactly what we need to happen. All of that said, uh, please don't vote third party in the next three weeks because we really need shit to happen. Um, but there has to be a time in which we say we're done with this and we're moving forward. It is possible for third parties to exist. There are other countries that four and five parties exist. And the reason being is that no one has to have that like absolute majority where they can't play along. So right now, what we have set up is a system where if you have 51% of the vote, you don't even have to pretend to give a shit about the other 49%. Are we allowed to cuss on podcasts, by the way? 
Um, uh, you are online. I'm sorry, online. but okay. That is another thing that I'm going to have to put on to this, uh, this podcast here. We're going to have to have some uh, warnings and some ratings right, and things yeah. like that. Um, if, if you need to bleep I'm, me I'm, out, I'll, I'll work on it before our next time. It, it's uh, cool. I, I'll if I have to on myself as well. Yeah. But anyway, go ahead. But the reality is that it creates a system where there is no driver to work across the aisle. And I think that is the downfall of American politics. If you can't do a majority and just plow over everyone because you have to be able to get other parties to participate and come across the line and find something that truly works for the American people, we will all win more. You know, who won't win, though, is like the people who are behind the scenes pulling strings and enjoying the fact that we are all fighting over the morsels that are left after 99% of profits and budgets have been eaten up by nothing. But that's my take on it. Stephanie, what about you? Oh, <laughs> see, that's why I'm you because I knew that you would have the nice, pretty words for it. Um, uh, honestly, I agree. Like I've seen time and time again, like, okay, so we are doing a political podcast. That is the whole point of this. Um, Megan is definitely the one who has more experience in like really diving into actual laws and bills and things that are going to help us progress forward. Um, she does this for a job. Uh, she works with her company as far as inclusivity. Um, it's, it's really an amazing thing that I'm glad to see is actually happening out in the world, in these corporations, that they're having these conversations. Um, and that's a big part of why I have Megan on the show with me, because I wanted to take two different views. I wanted the view of somebody who is in it, who is out there at rallies, who's, I mean, I've, I've seen her with signs. I've seen her out there when they are shooting off the rubber bullets. Okay. I, I've been on the other end of the phone, terrified for my friend and crying because I didn't know if she was going to make it home that day. Um, sorry. So I wanted her on this because I know that she's got her heart into it. I wanted to do this because I think my viewpoint is more of the viewpoint of the average citizen, the person who watches the news, who sees the headlines and things like that, but who still has a day job and who still is just kind of going along because this didn't really affect me that much. So you know, I got to keep the bills paid. I'm kind of doing this and that. So I thought it would be a great contrast. Um, I feel a lot of the same ways that she does, but we do have some opposite opinions. <laughs> let's put it that way. Um, it is always been said that she's a little left of center and I'm definitely a little right. <laughs> so um, we, we bounce off of each other very well. Um, however, you will hear a lot of things that we agree on because the way that we see things is very inclusive and very open-minded so we're not really looking necessarily at what is happening but what we would like to see happening as well as what what is happening if that makes sense um so basically yes i would like to see a third party actually be able to get up and say something for real. I don't think I've ever even seen any debates where third parties were allowed to get up and talk or anything like that. Um, you're basically always going between the two. So a third party vote feels like a throwaway vote for a lot of people. And you also see that we have half of the country that isn't voting. Like, so those are probably your people that feel like they want to vote for that independent party, but 
they feel like it's a throwaway vote. They know which side their state's going to vote for anyway. So they're just kind of compelled to be like, you know what, whatever, you know? And I think that my view set aligns a lot with how a lot of the majority of people feel. So absolutely. That's my thoughts. People don't I would, I would feel like love to see it. Yeah. People don't feel like their vote gets heard. And so they sit down and I totally get that. I will throw out there that I think an important part of the potential of this election is to show just how many people do give a shit and come out and vote because and not throw it away to a third party at the moment because I don't think that's going to be helpful right now. We know that people are dug in. We know that's not going to do the trick um, in this scenario. But just to see those numbers come out, that's going to scare folks, folks who are going to be lining up to figure out what they need to do to keep their jobs in the next midterm election and whatnot. If they start seeing people come out in droves, that means they're going to start listening to people and they're going to start seeing demographics show up that they think they've had in the bag this whole time. And we know that's a problem. Absolutely. All right. I'm going to pull off of the, uh, the political side just a second. We're going to try to wrap things up here soon. Um, and, and guys, I want you to understand while this will be a political talk show, it's not going to be your typical drove of, here's the information, let me read you the laws and all of that kind of stuff. We're not doing that. <laughs> yeah. We're going to talk about current events. We're going to talk about our feelings about things, you know, we're going to look at actual situations that are going on in the news and talk about, you know, where we would like to see things change so that in the future, these things are handled differently. Um, and can I just plug so Nightmare, Nightmare Before Christmas as the best yeah. Halloween movie simply because it lasts for the next two months? I'm just going to throw that out there. Oldie yes! but goodie. Okay. You can like run that on loop starting right now and you don't have to turn it off till New Year's. It's perfect. I'm in love with this girl. <laughs> like the only decoration that I have that is actually up because I've been so busy. Like I normally my house is decked out. My house actually kind of stays decorated for Halloween <laughs> from what my kid tells me because I've got like skulls and flowers and all this kind of stuff. Um, but uh, the only actual Halloween decoration I put outside is my blow up jack. Yes. <laughs> so, because I for Christmas is actually, look, grab that book right there. I literally have the original written out like book. Let me see this. Hold on. I gotta, I should, I gotta show everybody with this book. It's right in front of me, literally. Nightmare Before Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that is hilarious. I love That's great. Okay. That was a great little tidbit of information there. So, you know, have potions and skulls in front of her television. I do have potions and skulls in front of my television. I mean, television. that's just standard Sorry, chair, though. Right, exactly. That stays there. So it's not really like Halloween decorations. Yeah. Know. It's just All right. Decorations. So staying on the spooky mm. vibe, my paranormal was asking me, because um, he knows that I'm into this stuff. He says, when an EMF spike occurs, it's occasionally with ionization. I personally think that there is a ghost standing there. I do theorize that the burst is a byproduct of an event, which is why the burst of EMF is high and then dissipates. Thoughts? Okay, so I don't know if any of you guys watch Ghost Nation or any of that kind of stuff. Uh, ghost Adventures, whatever, Zach, what's up? Um, Yes, yes, I totally believe in ghosts. Um, I also believe in residual in, uh, energy. So what residual energy is basically a really big traumatic event, like a death, uh, murder, something like that happens. Uh, the energy doesn't necessarily go to the 
that place that it happens, but into a place where they're comfortable sometimes. They get stuck on loops uh, where they're trying to really just process moving forward. I think anyway, um, my religious beliefs are kind of like very big. We'll get into that another <laughs> another time. Um, but I do, yes, I do think that there is actually something there that is causing that to energy to cycle. Now, whether or not that's a ghost or whether or not that's just residual energy or whether or not it's just a phenomenon of our universe, because that is absolutely possible. I believe that all paranormal, all magic, all, all any of that kind of stuff is, is just undiscovered science. I think we just haven't put a definition on it yet. We don't understand how it works. So it's something that we call strange you know um but i do believe like my personal religious beliefs i guess is that we do move on out of this body and that we do have a, pro a time period Ooh, the lights flashed on i said that mm. <laughs> someone <laughs> agrees crazy, right i know well, all right um so i i do believe that we move on that we spend some time in that afterworld um contributing to that afterworld and to our family or whatever and that we end up moving on into another life um so yeah reincarnation all that kind of stuff um but I'll also tell you I'm a Christian so at the same time like my my beliefs don't really line up with what typical Christians believe but it kind of does you guys believe in heaven I believe in like that regular afterlife stuff I just think sitting in heaven for the rest of eternity actually kind of feels like hell does that make sense to anyone else? <laughs> like, so boredom or like what? What part? Yeah, exactly. Okay. Like at some point, you're just stuck in eternity. And I know that to to Christian, that's supposed to be the greatest thing, and you're you're stuck in this constant worship. Um, I don't want to do that for eternity. I want to be productive towards the universe and I want to help things, you know, move forward and I want to experience those different lives and things. So I really hope that maybe there's just like a different heaven for all of us, <laughs> you know, Scott's got to make us all happy. Right. Yeah. All right. Doing so anyway. <laughs> yeah. That's another thing. Me and Megan uh, definitely have different religious beliefs and all of that kind of stuff. So, I mean, like guys, you're, you're in for a treat. <laughs> this is definitely going to um, an interesting podcast going forward. By the way, um, I'm going to point out AJST311. I'm so sorry, honey, but I'm not going to marry anyone um, who is proposing through the internet. <laughs> <laughs> that goes to anyone else as well. Okay, to be all fair, right, we're all isolated. Oh. The internet is like our best way of communicating right now. <laughs> She is so right. The isolation of 2020 is just getting to everyone. That said, um, I have been talking. So, yeah. So oh, hold on. We just lost video. I think. Let no. me see. Hold on. I can't actually see, but I'm sad anyway. Oh, I think I think we're, I think we're recording again. <laughs> we just reached uh, max file for that video, so we should be okay. Um, I'm wrapping it up anyway, guys. Uh, this is really supposed to be just a test cast. Uh, I think it kind of turned into basically my first podcast. So yay. Um, they're going to be a lot different going forward, guys. This time we were just kind of chit-chatting, um, testing out the equipment, seeing how all of this worked. We realized we had some issues microphone-wise. I'm probably going to have to get like an adapter or so, some things like that, and set up my real camera instead of just using these phones. Um, so 
hey, that's what tests are for, right? <laughs> All right, guys. So thank you so much, Megan. I want to thank you so much for hopping on the line with us last minute like that. Um, I really just hit her up and was like hey you gotta jump on a podcast like sure so if you don't have a friend like that get you a friend like that okay guys thank you for listening welcome broken and we will talk to you next time be good